0: Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You're listening to Racing Nation, joining me now on the program to have a look at the meeting from the Valley, from RSN, Best Bets and Betfair. Tim Gill, how are you?
1: Very well, James, very well. As a Melbourne supporter, of course, I'm really well. Hopefully top spot after this weekend. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to another notch in the spring carnival belt getting put in here with, yeah, some pretty handy horses coming out at Mooney Valley. So, yeah, looking forward to a good meeting.
0: Yeah, no, looking forward to that. Let's go back to what you said at the start. So, how's your confidence level? So, one week to go fixtures, then into the finals.
1: Well, look, it's been a very long time since we've <laughs> finished finished uh, top four on the ladder, mind you, as much as anything. I mean, once in the last 30 years, I read a stat, but... Yeah, look, it's great. We've locked in top four, and yeah, look forward to playing some finals footy. It's a long way to go to win the grand final, but you know,
0: well, who knows? We can dream, right? <laughs> yeah. So, can hint hint? Can a team out of the top four win it?
1: I don't think so. I think it's always oh. difficult because uh, you have to you have to okay. play four very good games of footy in a row in finals pressure. It's a big ask. I know Bulldogs did it in two thousand sixteen, but look, it's a, it's a huge ask, and it's a a monstrous mountain decline. climb. But it's doable, but it's, it's a huge ask.
0: Mm. So, yeah, we'll see how the Lions go, yeah. But just yeah, that, that slump sort of through that. Anyway, they, they're going to be fifth. So, um, and, and Lord, they'll be playing at home. Well, it's kind of weird home in a way. I don't think it really matters anymore the way everything's going at the moment. But, uh, but yes, no, looking forward to that. But a couple of weeks before we get to that last fixture round this weekend. I know we're here to talk racing, but actually, you I know you love your tennis as well. Question, Roger Federer, will he play again? I think, unfortunately, I've seen the end of him. I'd say.
1: I, mm. I, I wondered. I always thought he'd go to Wimbledon and probably say, "Look, that's me done." And you know, he's forty years of age now. I sadly to say, because he's gone out with a <laughs> as a rocket, basically out of the yeah. out of the game. But yeah, I'd say that we're probably not going to see him back. He might play an exhibition game or something, maybe. Who knows? But I'd say
0: that's the end of him. Mm. Yeah, that year at that age, and then another major. Surgery, but yeah, look, he's 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 got nothing left to prove. Being one of one of sports all-time greats, not just tennis, but uh, but yeah, that news sort of earlier earlier in the week. I think when he he's obviously withdrawn yeah. from the US and injuries and further surgery, but he's I'm the, the way he I'm spoke, the... he wants to come back. But yeah, yeah looks like he's optimistic, I guess. But you know, mm-hmm. knee surgery
1: at 40 in a game that relies heavily on knees is going to be a big question. I think one thing is noting, like him or, or love him or hate him or whatever, but. We're only weeks away from Joker going into the US Open to to win a Grand Slam, Grand and Slam. I think that's... It's incredible, I mean, regardless of what you think of him as a person, as a player, he's just incredible, and I didn't think we'd see a Grand Slam in our lifetime, and I just I really can't see anyone beating him in, in the US Open, so we'll potentially have a 2021 Grand Slam winner in Novak
0: Djokovic. It's not a bold statement, but he's, geez, he's got to be awfully hard to beat. Well, I thought
1: that in the we thought that in the Olympics, right? And he, he True. got beaten. True. He got beaten by towards the end there, and Medvedev beat him. And yeah, so look, you know, he, he faltered there. Who knows what's going to happen in the US Open? But yeah, it's it's incredible. I think someone might
0: win a slam. Yeah, and with yeah, exactly and the opportunity to do it, and a lot to play for, and everything along those lines. Yeah, but uh, we'll wait and see with that. But yet yeah, we are here to talk racing. Great meeting this.
1: Yeah, it winds up into spring now and we had a good TV Lawrence stakes last week and I think the colour of horses really start to shift up a notch now. We've got some very good horses going around uh, on, on Saturday and, and particularly in Sydney as well. But yeah, looking forward to
0: this meeting in Melbourne. All right, well, let's have a look. You had a good week last week, so we've got a little bit in the kick. Let's see if we can keep the roll going. Let's have a look at your three best bets on the programme. The first of those comes up in race number three here. Stuart Murray, handicap, 1,200 metres, a benchmark 90. Thoughts here? Oh, look, it's, it's probably hard to tip a horse through the stats of eight eight runs,
1: six wins, and two placings. You know, it's never missed the top three. But I, I just think, like, Lindsay Smith's obviously an incredibly good horseman, but he seems to have just got his corner pocket on a really nice trajectory through his grades, and that's, that is race three, number three, corner pocket we're talking about here in a bench rate 90. Um, just working really nicely through his grades and gears, his preparation, went to stand down a couple of weeks ago, Went forward, led really strong to the line and then in Caulfield went up a notch and I thought that was a pretty strong field late June and he led there and was just too good. Been freshened up here which I think is another big plus. Obviously they've got a bit of a plan to get him into a black type of race in the spring but yeah, he's he's a horse to beat I reckon here particularly at Mooney Valley. He could be sitting up forward from gate one
0: and be very, very hard to catch.
1: So race three, number three, corner pocket on top.
0: Let's go to the fifth on the card, Ladbroke at handicap 2,500 metres, this one a benchmark 78 towards here.
1: Yeah, look, big theory, yeah? it's a big field here, it's a big field but I just thought it's hard to go past number one, Smoking Roman, this is another horse, pretty similar to what we just talked about in corner pockets, but um, he controlled the thing. he controlled the race here last start and, and won really, really well when he went up to 2,500 for the first time. and. I think in the Moody Valley, the 2,500 is quite a, a tricky sort of distance because it is going to probably be, you need to be at the front half of the field for most of the run. And I think he, he does draw a little bit wide and gets a really handy cane with Jossie Richardson, three kilos. But I think this is the one to beat in a, in a benchmark 78 uh, horse. It's been well, one of 84 a couple of starts. The other has been terrific last five starts. So he's quite keen. I think he's one of the better bets today. Race five, number one, Smoking Romans.
0: Let's go to the sixth on the program, McMahon's Dairy, McKenzie Stakes, 1,200 metres at listed level, one of the features of the day.
1: Yeah, this is a very good race for the three-year-olds, and I think we've seen a number of good three-year-olds kicking off their preparation. I note that Halal has chosen to stay in Mooney Valley, which probably lessened my confidence a little bit about his race cause I thought he might go to Sydney. But I'm going to stick with Jigsaw. I think, look, he, he won first up at Mooney, oh, sorry, at Portfield, exceptionally kept me well, it was really, really good, quick time, went forward, just never really looked headed. And I think the last start here at Mooney Valley, just got annoyed a little bit when we were trying to get up on the speed here. Mark Sarah was on board and, and I think just got annoyed a little bit and then in the end, after having some early work, the 60 kilos did tell, I'd say. Look, I only lost by a head on the line, mind you, but I think that was just, just a little bit of a, 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 probably a kick in the gut, just getting annoyed at the start there. But, Look, coming back to Mooney Valley, and the key for me is going back up to 1,200. is was a big plus. So, yeah, keen here. Race. And so, one important thing to add here with that last start, he does get the blinkers on.
0: And that's another big plus for mine, I thought, because that might settle him down a bit. So, race six, number one, Jigsaw, one of the better it. Alright, so best bets on the program, race three, number three, corner pocket. Race five, number one, and Romans. Race six, number one, jigsaw. Best of the best is? Oh,
1: uh, look, I'll say corner pocket. I think just looks really well placed here and, and, and is a progressive type of horse that's fresh. So, yeah, I think race three, number three, corner pocket would be my best for sure.
0: Alright, let's have a look. Best value bet of the program for you, you think comes up in the seventh round, but handicap, 2040 metres of quality race here. Uh, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I- I just was surprised, probably, at the odds. I think there's some good horses going around here over 24, uh, 20 sets, sorry, the Cox Plate distance of 2040, and that includes horses like Grand Promenade, of Pestons, and a couple of others. But the, the one that I thought was just a ridiculously good price, and I saw around $15, $16 during the week, was High Emotion, number six. Um, and, and I think this is a really good each-way play because what I particularly thought was, first up at Mooney Valley over the mile, um, he She found the line really, really, really well and, and and this is a horse that I think can only get it better As it gets through preparation And particularly getting up in trips So, great second up record Terrific record over this trip as well Won some pretty handy races last preparation and Including a black type race uh, at Mornington On Grand Final Day last year So I think it's good each way to play here Number 6, race 7, number 6, high motion
0: One of the better value bets for the day all right, so high emotion there. Let's have a look. Best Ruffy on the program. Let's go to the fourth. And what's race four on the program? Tony Gulliver, handicap. This one over the mile. Which one do you think here is uh, the bookies have missed?
1: Yeah, you know, look, yeah, this is it's definitely a show of the stumps to this one. I think we've sort of ran the $20 mark, give or take. But look, I think this is number 10, De Niro. I think a couple of starts back at i I Black Booker course because it actually savaged the line and was terrific. Went, went, back, went up and jumped sharply in grade, which I was surprised at at Flemington in a mid-July meeting in an open handicap. And, and wasn't just great. It's a couple of lengths off in the end or three or four lengths off then. And then dropped back quickly, back to a sort of similar grade to this and was terrific over in... well was solid, I should say, over in Adelaide in, in a race that probably wasn't run to suit because she did run wide throughout the, that, that, at the back of the field. So, look, I think he just looked like a pretty good rusher, I thought. So, yeah, race... Five, number seven, De Niro probably one of the better ruffies of the day. Race four, should they race four, number ten, De Niro one of the better ruffies of the day.
0: All right, so that is uh, your thoughts on the program. Yeah, pretty exciting time. So, what do we go into the Memzy next week, and then it's uh, just a smaller sport of group racing all the way through to uh, to Cup Week.
1: Yeah, and no, uh, look, fingers crossed they can get half a dozen people on the track at some stage. But it's not; <laughs> it feels like it's never been further away. And I think it would be really ter- desperately sad for all of the clubs in Melbourne because there would be two Spring carnivals in a row that we've not had any crowds on course, which is, yeah, ter- terrifically sad. So it doesn't mean we can't watch them, doesn't mean we can't punt on them, but, you know, it is, it's, it's disappointing for the clubs, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, let's hope that, that is something that can change because, yeah, it really is one of those well, just wonderful spectacles to see people at the crowd and just have pe- people at the venue and, and have those crowds cheering and everything along along those lines. So, yeah, let's hope that, that certainly can be the case as we move into what uh, what is shaping up as another incredible spring carnival. What's happening Betfair-wise, Tim, as well? So exciting time as well with, uh, with all the wagering companies. Betfair, no different with the spring on our doorstep. Yeah, a couple of great new features coming in the app in the coming weeks. I won't let them out,
1: slip out in the podcast today, but... I think that the the app continues to evolve, and it's a terrific product for people to use to wager and find some great prices on Betfair, so download the app and gamble responsibly.
0: And I look forward to seeing uh, those uh, exciting initiatives coming up during the spring. Tim, as always, appreciate your time. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, James. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. <laughs>